Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. CinemaSins has a fan club. It's called The Sin Club, and members get all sorts of things like early episodes, bonus videos, merch discounts, and even monthly bonus podcasts. Membership starts at $3 a month, and you can sign up now at patreon.com slash CinemaSins. Once you have a whole network of spies, you definitely want to keep the antidote to their mind control in the same location <laughs> where you're training them. Right. I think that's just good business. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's what I was sitting there going, why was this antidote ever made? Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined by Barrett Share. Hello! And Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And today we're going to be doing a mini pod. Mini pod! On uh, Black Widow. Uh, the movie came out and made about oh, $80, $90 million, somewhere around there in the theaters, and it uh, allegedly made $60 million on Disney Plus, although we have our doubts. Okay, so that $60 million is the premium price of a ticket, which is around $30, yes. right? That's what it's counting, not new subs or anything like that just that and they're saying at least two million households bought that uh bought that ticket um which is i don't think that's terrible i mean we still don't know how there's not a third party in this yeah i know where you know where there's like box office uh like when theaters report how much money they made on a certain movie Mm -hmm. i can confirm that i was one of them so we know one person paid 29.99 but uh, black widow did really well it's a pandemic era record and we're going to be seeing a lot of these set you know once uh once uh movies start becoming normal again and maybe this is as high as it gets who knows i mean we we don't know enough at this point but well uh, there's not there's there's not really another movie right coming out this summer that is of this pedigree no, i guess this is, this is no there's nothing that will touch this probably i mean there's there's stuff with interest but it won't yeah it won't do what this did what did f9 do 70 okay so it was it's around because we we were kind of thinking that f9 would be that breakthrough yeah and i guess and it, it kind of was it is. And, yeah. it is. and then i thought black widow i thought black widow would hit 100 million and technically it did yeah uh but um, as far as people going out in the theaters and everything like that, I mean, 80, 90 million dollars is still Ain't nothing pretty... to shake your dick at. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I think that's good. And the Fast and Furious, you know, the last one I made 90. So honestly, you know, a, sequ- a, a ninth sequel in a franchise when the last one made 90, it making 20 million less isn't, that's not terrible by any means. That's probably about what it would have done. Yeah. You know. And uh, so what are we, so I, here's something that I don't really know. What are they, con- are they considering this the sort of the, I don't know what you would want to call it. Um, in the MCU phases, this was still considered phase four. It has to be because it's I guess. between civil war and infinity war. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know how they're going to categorize it, but I think they have to, 
according to the timeline, because nothing extracurricular except for maybe the end credit scene really happens here. It's a very insular story within that that thing. It's like uh, if Captain Marvel was basically its own thing, mm. but it was also you know within that phase four. I think Florence Pugh will be back. Um, so I mean, I I think we I guess we got an introduction to her character maybe. But other than that, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, and I guess Harbor could be back too. I don't, I don't know, but um, I, yeah, uh, like you said, I, I agree with Barrett. I think I, I don't know, and I don't, I don't know. I guess they have come out and call, started calling this moving forward Phase Four, but I haven't even, I don't know. So, I'm sorry, I should mean Phase Three. Phase Three. Phase I said, Three. I, I said Phase Four. I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Phase. So this would be part of Phase Three, but it was. It's a sandwiched in movie. It's. Mm -hmm. It's a. It. It's a movie they made because they were getting flack. Uh, I think the same goes for Captain Marvel, by the way. They yep. Were, they've sandwiched that one into the into the Avengers uh, stuff, so they could put her in and and uh, and you know, and then show that hey, we're we're looking forward with women and everything. It's like, well, you did it after a whole bunch of people uh, called you out on. It. Yep. Uh, and Black Widow was sort of a token thing. Uh, that they decided to throw in where it's like, yeah, you're right. She should have her own story and everything. I don't know how the fuck she gets into this mess after civil war and just before infinity war. Um, <laughs> and it never comes up. It never comes up. <laughs> um, but anyway, we are, we are going to look at this movie on its own. How does it, how does it, uh, you know, what is its quality without thinking about all the other chapters and everything? I think that was one thing I liked about this, though, um, was that it did feel like maybe there weren't like, I mean, there weren't stakes as far as like, obviously, we know that Black Widow is still around for a minute after mm -hmm. this. But mm -hmm. I just like like this is kind of what I was hoping the TV shows would be mm -hmm. where we're just kind of getting these side adventures at, at different points in the timeline. And it's not so focused on like what's going to what's going to continue you know, in the MCU moving forward, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, however you want, you know, whatever you want to put that. But um, I think that was one aspect of this that actually carried my interest a little more because I didn't have to sit there and think about like what this was tying into and 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 so on and so forth. It wasn't as exhausting um, as some of these later movies have been. Right. Totally. Well, and I think also the thing about Black Widow is that is a little bit more refreshing is that we got into obviously you know it was it was meant to be this way when we got into uh superheroes with magic and uh and we went into space and they have their own forms of magic and all this and everything is just on this whole completely different scale where it's just like there's just so much going on so much so many powers and so many things it was kind of a relief to get to a point where there's not somebody that has any magical powers. Yeah, human story. Yeah, yes. yeah, and uh, and and there's and yeah, like nobody in this has any anything like. That. Yeah, and I'm I've always been more of the grounded superhero kind of fan anyway. So this is really more my speed, the magic and stuff. At some point, I'm I just like I don't understand who has what power and why this person's more powerful than the other one. You know. Mm -hmm. um, I just have an easier time being like, you know, I mean, this is still very like punchy punchy and all that kind of stuff, but I don't know this, this always will interest me a little bit more for whatever reason. So, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we're in the non-spoiler section. Uh, I'm trying to think of some things we can talk about, um, outside of the spoilers, but, um, I mean, performances. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad, uh, a lot of people are, uh, are finally coming around. Well, not that they had any real convincing to, to be made, but, uh, I think people are finally recognizing Florence Pugh as a, as a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the movies that I've seen her in, I mean, I fell in love with her in mid- midsummer because she just plays that, that role. Mm-hmm. So, so oh, yeah. incredibly real. <clears throat> she is great in little women, uh, fighting with my family or whatever that was fighting called. With my, yeah. That one is another great one. Uh, this one, there's some moments in this movie. I can't really replicate what she's doing, but she makes just like the tiniest bit of a noise or something like that. Mm -hmm. When she's responding to somebody, I've never really seen anything like that before. She adds adds things to her character that I've not seen a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And she becomes a, you know, um, she becomes again more real to me and more more relatable than anybody she's the most uh, i mean scarlett johansson who also produced this or helped produce it um does get a, a chance to to shine mm-hmm. after i mean i think we're past the point where we just think of her as a pretty face mm-hmm. uh you know when she was introduced in iron man 2 that's what she was literally as a character until yep. she you know broke off uh the the black widow stuff uh, but now after Jojo Rabbit and Marriage Story and, and you know, I think I knew it back in Ghost World and Lost in Translation. Oh, sure. yeah. Man Who Wasn't but There. He's come a long way even from there. Yeah. Man Who Wasn't There. Uh, Match Point. I mean, it, she has some chops and she's finally able to really deliver them. I always thought that scene with her and Banner as as touching as that was in Age of Ultron where she mentions the red room and what they do to you and everything felt a little artificial to me mm-hmm. just even though she's a talented actress mark ruffalo obviously is a, a brilliant actor it, it just didn't it just didn't fit right there i'm gonna tell you something after rewatch this is going to come you can just feels like it's coming out of left field right okay. <laughs> after watching after watching buffy and the vampire slayer yes yes <laughs> buffy and the vampire slayer buffy and the vampire slayer <laughs> Wait, was that like the that was like the Canadian ripoff. Was that what that was? Yeah, it's the Canadian ripoff. <laughs> See, it's it's and it's it's not a boot. It's this not a boot. Done, Buffy done, 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 done. That's right. Mine was done 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 done. Right, right. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Um, Buffy the Empire Slayer, there's a lot of scenes in there where Joss Whedon does these female-centric mm-hmm. jokes like uh, like Paul Rubens sneaking up behind Buffy and going, is there a time that you don't feel also fresh yep, and all that? Yep. And, uh, and just talking about her cramps being a big deal and all that. And then we get into this 
area of the of uh, Avengers movies and everything. And there's all this, you know, the there's the he got a lot of flack about her saying that she felt like a monster that she couldn't have children. And, right. And uh, all these are little tone deaf things. And then, of course, you hear about the stuff that Joss Whedon is being accused of at this mm-hmm. point and everything. Yeah, of course it felt artificial. It felt <laughs> yeah. like somebody well, who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. And 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 that's and maybe this is I don't know if this would be more to talk about in spoilers, but you know, they address they definitely address the um, you know, what was done to their bodies. Um mm-hmm. and it's oh, in yeah. such Which, an it, it's in, such a more it feels more authentic, right? It feels like a more of a real type of scene, although it still is able to be like a like a kind of a a humorous moment in a weird way and i don't know it's just handled it's like it's 180 from the way that same topic was handled and you know uh was that what the first avengers or age of ultron whichever it was but yeah yeah i mean it's uh, i mean what can you what can you say it's uh you have females in charge of this movie and you have Mm -hmm. uh you know you have that they're the leads they have a we have a director uh, uh kate shortland uh is uh here i mean it's of course it sounds completely different it and what i don't know what the actual i mean it i don't know what the actual you know way it is that makes it seem like it's more real Mm -hmm. because obviously whedon is trying even though he's failing i mean there's 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 really no way i mean from what i understand with the production of this it was a very collaborative experience now kate shortland the director I had not seen Lore, uh, which was apparently her her real. I think it, it was at Cannes and and really uh, stirred the pot there, and everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. And Scarlett Johansson loved it. Uh, part of the reason that she really, you know, uh, uh, recruited her for this film. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any way that she can replicate, you know, her Florence Pugh and Scarlett Johansson all getting together and doing this collaboratively. I think it was Jack Schaefer that. Uh, or Jack Schaefer that uh, came up with the story, and then it was Eric Pearson that got the screenplay credit. Uh, but yeah, it, it seems like by and large, the end product on the screen was a a result of females. That whole scene that Jonathan was alluding to, from my understanding, was improv, not improv, but it was suggested by Florence Pugh mm-hmm. uh, to say, like, you know what, we're going to make this matter of fact and mm-hmm. you know straightforward. The way that someone who is responding to trauma would do and it's such a it's such a well-done scene because then you because you have david harbour trying to be like fatherly and try you know trying to be sympathetic and everything he's saying is absolutely wrong and and he has no business saying you know he has no business even trying to be their father and and then you just have florence Pugh reacting to that and it's just it's it's beautiful like it's a great it's a great little moment um in a in, you know in a pretty good movie yeah and uh obviously david harbour and and rachel mm-hmm. weiss are, are are fantastic i love it's funny i didn't i did not know rachel weiss was in this movie mm. um at the very beginning when they've digitally uh, altered their appearances and everything i was like oh she looks like rachel weiss and then mm-hmm. about halfway through it i was like this is Rachel Vice, isn't it? <laughs> I will say this was the first time though I knew she was in it and I honestly couldn't figure out if that was a different person if that was a different actor at first. So mm-hmm. I think that does say something about how this technology is really? coming along, which is also kind of creepy. But Yeah, it is. I didn't really 
notice. I mean, she looks so great just now. Yeah, yeah that's true. I didn't even really notice a whole lot of de aging mm-hmm. on her. Like she doesn't need the work. No, that and Samuel that might be part of it. Needs. Right. Well, like even right. David Harbor. I mean, David Harbor. They were just kind of going more with like the hair and stuff because he's yeah. still pretty much looked the same and then when he's older they gave him like the beard and everything so it's yeah. so interesting like i remember seeing david harbour in like uh the um what was the denzel washington um movie um the um the, he, the equalizer yeah oh yeah yeah i remember seeing him and stuff like that before and then he had his breakout with stranger mm-hmm. things i didn't think he had I didn't know if he would appeal beyond stranger things. Yeah. And so far he has. Yeah. I mean, even that, I mean, that hell yeah. movie he was yeah. in wasn't good, but he was awesome. You, you watched it. We send it. Oh, we send it. Yeah. And oh. we gave a, we gave a send off for his performance. We, <laughs> uh, we actually yeah, gave a send exactly. off for his performance because I, like, Chris and I were both talking about that. We were sending it like this movie sucks, but he's mm-hmm. so good. And like, it, it really made you mad yeah. that the movie wasn't as good as he was, you know. He's someone who's able to he's a he's a he's a giant of a man. Mm-hmm. And he's somehow able to to just drum up all this humor and power all at once and and he's just ex- insanely likable. What's weird is that, you know, he plays off of Millie Bobby Brown in Stranger Things so well, and he plays off of Florence Pugh in particular yeah. in this movie so well, which is crazy cuz there's maybe a foot and a half difference between the two of them or yeah. something like that. And same thing with Millie Bobby Brown. So maybe he's just got this, he's got this warmth, even mm. with a, with a state, oh, stoic, uh, your big man in this mm. role. Like he's got this warmth that makes you want to kind of root. And, and I yeah. think he yeah. makes that character because I don't, that character, just the way it's written, I don't think is very interesting at all. Um, it's, he will it's, not be pushed yeah, it's very, around. It's very like Russian mobster, stereo, you know, Russian big man, you know, stereotype kind of thing. But he makes it. Um, well, like Ray better. Winstone, Ray Winstone leans into yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And, Talk about somebody Listen, I didn't recognize, by the way. It kind of botches the accent a few times, but uh, you know what? This nobody movie, plays menacing like Ray Winstone. That's true. This I kept on thinking, like, uh, what are you on your period all the time? Home? Yeah, the entire fucking time I was thinking that. Um, but uh, like, this is the first time I've I've noticed that accents going in and out so much uh, in a movie before. It reminds me of when um, uh, the the what was it the uh, Chernobyl series came mm. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the creators there basically just said, "Everybody, just talk in your usual accent." Yeah. I mean, we all know this is Russian and whatever, but whenever people try to be Russian, they they do this thing. They 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 really get into the toolbox. But they also just lose it in and out, in and out, and everything. And it's it's kind of like in this one, I just kind of wished everybody Sean Connery and Hunt for Red October and just gone right, right. Yeah. You just uh, just don't do the accent. Don't don't worry. About I got it. I will say though, my you know, wife, my wife had never seen Florence Pugh in anything though, and she was shocked to find out she wasn't Russian. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yes, you're right. Um, I think Florence Pugh pretty much nailed it right um i think rachel vice was in and out of course her american accent is not all that convincing Mm. it never has been to me Mm -hmm. uh 
Uh, Harbor, I think, because he's doing a Malkovich and Rounders type of thing, I think he's pretty good. Ray Winstone just didn't, didn't right. get there. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, if you if you decide we're going to do this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just got to kind of go with it and and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think they would have been better served. This is why you see Halle Berry as Storm in X-Men lose her accent this is why you see wanda uh elizabeth olsen lose her accent mm-hmm. uh in, yeah because scarlett uh, johansson's never movie. given an accent to the character right no no she she may try to in like one of those movies I like when she remember. speaks russian there's a little bit there but i think that's pretty natural doesn't she do it in uh, one of those? It's like um, where she's tied up and the Russian gang. Oh, that's at the that, that's that that's I think that's her first scene, and I think that's the opening of Avengers, or it's one of the opening, or it's like her first scene. I I I I, I actually don't yeah. remember. That's when it's yeah, the true lies uh, towards the beginning of. Uh, but doesn't she speak in kind of an accent there for a second, and then because she's still in character, and then when she starts yeah. beating ass, she yeah, starts... I think she's speaking in Russian with the accent, and mm-hmm. I think she's uh, yeah, because yeah. she's doing the whole true lies thing. Think... Like I'm gonna, you know, this is what I'm gonna do to you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but no, I, I I think you're you're right. It, it, even with Florence Pugh as brilliant as she is. There are little times where it slips a little bit, but make a choice. Yeah. <laughs> gotta gotta it's, go it's with it. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's not it's not too distracting, but right. there are times that you're I like, was uh, I was about to speak about there, fallopian tubes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like uh it's like when Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump is all the way through it, he's got that accent yeah. mm-hmm. until he has to say yes, drill sergeant in the uh in the mm-hmm. uh, in the part the barracks. Because he sounds like Tom Hanks. Yes, Drill Sergeant. <laughs> so it's when it when they have to raise their voice <laughs> yeah. or do anything like that. That's where they, where it goes. Uh, I I kind of I, I mean I like the action scenes in this movie. Yeah, um, they're certainly for Marvel standards. It, they're certainly a little bit. It's above. still though the yeah. last like I don't know. It's like uh, every Marvel movie of late, especially the last like twenty or thirty minutes. I'm just like I just start really losing interest like because it just it just oh. becomes full on you know explosions and it just nothing about it feels like interesting <laughs> yeah when when rachel vice uh like hit uh knocks out that that uh fan yeah or whatever and it's it starts this whole thing where the the you know above the clouds fucking mm-hmm. uh tra- red room training site starts falling down from the clouds then yeah you get into that whole every move every marvel movie has to end with some big huge building falling yeah, out of the their, sky uh, or something like that it's their enterprise crashing like we were joking about the other day with star <laughs> yeah, trek movies yeah exactly <laughs> it is exactly that yeah but overall i was fine with the action i like the prison mm-hmm. break and uh, for sure yeah uh, that was one of my my favorites i think yeah i thought that was well done um uh i'm trying to think of what else was in there i actually like the beginning part where they're running away from the the cops Mm -hmm. and and everything at the beginning and uh um you know and it ends up on the it ends up getting on that plane and all that i thought that was pretty good too i i think even though it was so jason Bourne, i think that apartment fight uh, was pretty well filmed mm-hmm. and from my understanding i think florence Pugh did at least a, a decent amount of that work because she has a background as a dancer and apparently kate shortland was saying like 
let's figure out how to choreograph this according to what you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that came off really well. It was just so Jason Bourne. It was so Bourne. It was. It was indeed. Okay. Well, what are you going to give a grade? How how are you going to grade this? I'll go first. All right. B plus. B plus. I had very moderate. I I wouldn't say I had low expectations for this movie, but Mm -hmm. I had moderate. This was my first. uh, Chris went with my family to see it. This was my first movie uh, in a theater since Bloodshot uh, Mm -hmm. in March of 2020. So I think that experience, having friends and family around, uh, my son was giggling through the whole thing. Uh, I had a great time. And maybe that factored into it, but I I liked it a lot more than I anticipated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely I think it's definitely got that going for it. It's better than I think, you know, you expected. I I was definitely in that vein. I mean, I didn't really have a strong opinion about it either way. I mean, I like the character of Black Widow fine. Uh, Scarlett Johansson can obviously carry a movie. I love Florence Pugh and David Harbour. So, I mean, I was interested and Rachel Weisz. uh, So I was interested in it, but I didn't I don't know. I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but I guess it was probably better than I thought it was going to be. I'm going to give it just a solid, solid B. Um, cause like I said, the last like 20 or 30 minutes, I, I quickly lost interest in everything going on. I like Ray Winston. I don't think he's a very interesting villain though. Um, I'm a huge Taskmaster fan and I actually do like the changes they made with Taskmaster. Uh, that aspect of it was kind of cool. Uh, obviously the performances were good as we said. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely in that B territory. Um, that mask is fucking rad. Oh, the Taskmaster mask. Taskmaster. Task master, <laughs> Ta- task master mask is yeah. fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a B plus as well. Uh, it there there is something to be said for expectations, although I didn't expect it to be like bad mm-hmm. or even average. I I I think it just barely uh, went above my expectation. Mm. Um, uh it's it's one of those movies it's hard it, it even though i even though i think it stands alone it is hard to figure out how this fits in between those two movies because mm-hmm. it just it, everything about what happens at the end of civil war seems to be, seems to lead you to believe that she goes in hiding and just stays there for i mean there are parts in this movie where she's out in fucking mm-hmm. public yeah and i'm like this is one of the most famous faces in the world has to be it's a fucking Avenger. Yeah. And, um, and, and so I, I didn't quite get that. I mean, I understand you're shoehorning it in mm. and you're just basically saying, just believe this and you do it. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I overall had a really good time. Yeah. With this movie. So, um, yeah, time will tell, but I mean, come on. I, I can instantly see this as better than Thor, the dark world. Oh, I would put this in the upper yeah, echelon. I think of, this uh, is like I the th- lower part of the upper echelon. It, I mean, it's definitely somewhere in the middle, like in, you know, going to the upper echelon. I agree. I think about movies that I would watch over again a few times. I've watched Captain Marvel. I do not want to pit this as a female driven mm. movie versus a female driven. movie. Right. Just qualitatively. Uh, I'm not going to go back to Captain Marvel very often. Right. I don't go back to Captain America First Avenger very often. Right. Uh, I don't go back to Incredible Hulk yeah, that I don't, often. You know? I don't rewatch so, a lot of these. Even Thor, the first Thor that I like, I don't go back to that very often. I think I will go back to this more often than I will, you know, what, what we would consider the bottom half of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
All right, well, let's uh, let's get on into spoilers then. No spoilers! And this basically is Kaiser Sose. Miss Luke's what? father is actually Darth Vader. She's, She's the sister and the daughter. Just oh, no, 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 no. I'm reading the books. Trying to think of where there's really much to spoil, honestly. Like, it's, there are, there's not like a lot of revelations in this or anything, I don't think. Well, the big revelation, you know, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to do a Mission Impossible thing. Just because it didn't seem like that kind of movie up until now. It it had a little bit of spy stuff. It had some boring stuff where she's traveling around and trying to be incognito, even though she's an Avenger and fucking Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, it had some intrigue on who's doing what and, you know, this guy's controlling this and all that. Uh, but I did not expect them to lean into... Here's the subterfuge as she goes into a Drakev, Drake, Ray Winstone's uh, character. It's uh, oh, uh, uh, oh God, I forgot. Drakov, Drakov, Drakov. Yeah. Uh, when she went in there, uh, I didn't have any reason that the movie gave me to suspect. Oh, this is going to be like a super spy subterfuge mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. So that was surprising to me. And I dug what they did, you know, retconning it and, and flashing back uh, kind of came out of nowhere, but I was cool with it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I you know, it. I mean, obviously, I mean, I guess they have similar enough body types to where it works. I mean, they are, you know, different yeah, heights and stuff like that. But um, and they've also well, and the other reason I wouldn't have thought about it is because they, they did this right. They did this in Winter Soldier. Uh, that might be one of the more famous scenes from Winter Soldier. So they did, yeah, yeah, I thought that was kind it was, of it was more in uh, wasn't it hologram? Was I guess she was wearing a mask. Yeah, she was yeah, supposed to be like yeah, one yeah. of the board members or whatever yeah. in there with William Hurt. Um, yeah, with uh, Robert Redford. So oh, yeah, Robert, Robert Redford. Sorry. Yes, Robert Redford. William Hurt was incredible. Yeah, never mind. I'm getting right. my I'm getting my older actors confused right it all, i mean you know it's it's it kind of gets to the point where you're like wondering why they don't do shit like this more often right yeah right it's like the polyjuice <laughs> yeah. potion and fucking use that shit all the time yeah i mean it, whenever you see something that like clearly tilts things in your favor why don't you just use this when she's out there walking in fucking budapest why didn't she fucking like put one of those things on? right i mean come on <laughs> i mean come on guys um but yeah like i, I all during this whole uh scene with her and winstone i was <laughs> I was sitting there, I was sitting there going, now this, this the, the movie answers this, but I was sitting there going, if she could break her nose or whatever to make it where she doesn't smell the pheromones and all this other stuff, why didn't she just do this from the fucking beginning? Yeah, yeah. But then of course it's because he needed her, she needed him to uh, open up that whole, while he's explaining his mm-hmm. whole fucking, yeah, here you go, <laughs> let me show you everything. Yeah. And I'm going to show you how you get into my password encryptions <laughs> and everything else so that you know um so i was like okay okay that's why she didn't do it right away although i get i mean i guess the 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 gambit there is that oh once once you should once you show that you can't kill him he'll just go that's that's the thing how do you plan for this she yeah. it's like it, it, once she shows that he she can't kill him because of the pheromones or whatever it's like, well, once once you do that, he'll start telling you his whole plan, the whole thing, <laughs> you everything. I mean, yes, you're right. Uh, you know, I think they're they're trying to hand wave it by saying that as she's provoking him, which I think is a great scene of mm. like, you know, 
challenging, it's going to sound stupid coming from a, a dude, but challenging the patriarchy, which is a very clear theme here mm. of saying you're weak. You're a fucking old man sitting up here in a cloud. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of old man yelling at cloud, you're sitting in a cloud. Yeah. I still don't. And the widow's thing is, it just seemed odd. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess, I guess bad guys always have ludicrous plans and a lot of these things, but a, the Winston character felt very much like, uh, William Stryker from X2. Yes, he did. Uh, this this movie actually felt very Wolverine like it and like I said the Ray Winstone just felt very Brian Cox-esque and it felt very much yeah. like William Stryker and all that kind of stuff and just the widow program in general like I mean I guess the idea is that they would be you know uh, a little like people wouldn't expect these women to come out and like start kicking you know start killing people but they're all like wearing like black and they're all they, they stand out you know it's not like it's co it's like really covert um and, at least what we and saw maybe they explain this somewhere i didn't see it but mm -hmm. uh, i don't i don't understand why it has to be all women either if they're gonna if they're mm -hmm. gonna program them in some sort of way um to be super soldiers and everything I, he they're he he's claiming that these all come from orphans yeah uh, they put picked him off the street and he sort of justifies the things that he does because hey they would have been nothing and they now they're all they're amazing i thought that was a an interesting line and i think that was purposeful for the filmmaker he's like i can use the most disposable resource of all girls mm -hmm. obviously yeah that's, that's not true. true but also it makes a point that i think is 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 for this type of movie, fairly powerful. Of well, it's, like, it is. It's yeah, his I mean, mindset, so, right? I mean, that's yeah, what yeah, he's yeah. the one that created all this. And so that was what his thinking was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah. And, and yeah, this, so I was I, for the longest time, I was, I was kind of having a, you know, a little bit of a, I don't know, a difficult time trying to figure out. Cause I, though they do explain this red thing. That's an antidote to, uh, mm -hmm. to them and everything. And, and uh, I don't know if I picked up where where this antidote got got made. Was it at? Uh, it was in the red room. That's why she went down to the cold storage. They made the antidote in the red room. <laughs> yeah, because they once you once you have a whole network of spies, you definitely want to keep the antidote to their mind control in the same location <laughs> where you're training them. Right. I think that's just good business. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was sitting there going, why was this antidote ever made? She, yeah, exactly. I Because they synthesized it. It wasn't like some I mean, if fucking it, Dr. Doom or something like that that was doing it. We didn't even get to see the convenient video that's in every one of these Marvel <laughs> movies where like, you know, like, like, uh, well, they were planning on doing it without the antidote, but then they found out that there were some there were some soldiers that got too, went too far and they had to find a way to like knock, you know, yeah. get them out of it. They need Toby Jones on a computer. They needed to like a, they need Toby Jones. They needed like a trading video, like, welcome to the red room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They have it's going to be a super fun. Have the little, uh, D and happy cats. Have Did I say animated character? I meant happy have the cats. little, uh, DNA character from <laughs> Jurassic park showing up on there. <laughs> um but uh but yeah i mean you know this is all you know comic book stuff that we all and but yeah it's stored in the exact place where they make the super soul wait it's good science that's mm -hmm. solid hey what did you guys think about uh the the dinner scene with the the, the family getting back together um to to me i really enjoyed that scene but also i, I felt like it 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 was a little bit 
indulgent in like the the slapstick almost. You know what I, I mean? mean uh, yeah. I think that was more of Kate Shortland's sensibilities coming in and saying, I really want to get intimate with these characters in in that sense, the 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 family environment. And I appreciate that because that's something that you never get in these movies. Uh, but I, I thought it kind of just stretched on a wee bit. Did you guys get that sense or what, yeah. did, it, was it was it nice? I will say one thing interesting about it. And if you haven't seen the trailer, this wouldn't affect you. But like it was interesting watching the trailer because I just assumed they were actually family. Yeah. Um, I when think, I watched yeah, the, I when I watched the trailer, yeah. so you get that you find out obviously before that that they're not that that was all an undercover thing and and whatnot, and um, so I think that gives it like a a different uh, dynamic. Um, but I could have done without you know um, David Harbor like explaining that he had been in prison for a while, so he had a lot of energy to expound and you right, know and then right. and then having the girl the <laughs> Scarlett Johansson and Florence people like oh god you know like mom and dad are talking about sex and right right you um, know. yeah I, I I generally like these type of things I think of pe- I think people need to be reminded a lot of times that family is what you make of it. In this situation, in this situation, it's understandable that there's a lot of anger and distrust because the two girls were so young at the time uh, they were playing like they were a family um, and everything. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of like, you know, what the fuck is going on and all this. But once they get back together and they and and it sort of sort of retreats back into that family dynamic and everything, it's just like fucking vin diesel and fast and the furious and, uh, <laughs> corona is, you know, they had vodka instead of coronas <laughs> yeah exactly exactly they yeah that was the what thing about like, family uh, yeah uh i um i i, I you know it, i i this is something that uh I, I learned way way back in like 20 some odd years ago uh there was there were some movies that sort of expressed this thing you don't have to actually be related to the people that you mm-hmm. are that, that you that you hang out with early on as a family, I remember writing a paper in college about this type of thing. I think that was uh, uh, Boogie Nights was the was one of these uh, movies ah. that I brought up in this, and uh, you know that that unit in Boogie Nights is a family. You have the mom, and you have you know now it's a fucked up family. Yeah, uh, sure if you you know if you're because these people are regularly fucking each other. But That's anyway, right. um, <laughs> uh, it's a it's a collective of people who who uh you know fight for each other and do things for mm-hmm. each other and everything and that's what it comes down to and so i i, I generally like those kinds of stories i don't mm-hmm. know why i had a pretty good you know solid well, family for uh, uh growing up so it's not like anything that i'm like oh yeah. i relate to that or anything it's just that I, I i think that you can define family how you want to. Mm-hmm. well and i think there's a reason that like the shawarma scene is you know or like the the party at the beginning of age of ultron you know stand out because i think it's nice in these like you know superhero movies where they're having to like save the world and stuff that they just have like these you know real people <laughs> type mm-hmm. type moments that's one thing about the marvel movies that i always enjoy when they try to bring that kind of you know stuff in there mm-hmm. um you get a lot they of that in like guardians of the in. galaxy Huh? Yeah, they try to force it into DC movies, but yeah, uh, it seems a little more authentic because I think <laughs> I think the actors have good chemistry. What what Marvel does, <coughs> besides getting up and coming directors a lot of times uh, to do these, Chloe Zhao's doing or Zhao is doing uh, Eternals and things like that, um, is cast well. 
cast really well, mm-hmm. not only for the characters, but also for the chemistry. And I think they nailed it in, in this one. Um, yeah, I, I think with a different cast, this movie would not have worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess you could say that for every movie. <laughs> no, but I, but I think you're right because like, that's what I was saying about David Harbour. Like, I think if you just, I don't know who, I mean, I'm sure somebody else could have done the character. Okay. But that's not Vin a great Diesel. character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vin D De- if you had cast Vin Diesel and David mm-hmm. Harbour role, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine just because, just because he's Mr. Family, they decided <laughs> he would be good for this he's movie too. He's got a double role as Groot and Red yeah, Guardian. Yeah, exactly. But that did, I think in what you were saying, Chris, I think it did feel a little more authentic in this movie uh, as opposed to the Fast and Furious movies where that just kind of became something they like kind of beat us over the head with. Like, mm-hmm. oh, don't forget we're family and we cook out together mm-hmm. after we go on these crazy spy missions. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I don't care if I am spoiled about this, but I was told that the Julia Louis-Dreyfus character at the, in the end credit scene is in Loki. No, Falcon no, and Winter Soldier. Falcon, Falcon Winter and the Winter Soldier. But okay, we so. were supposed to see her in this first, I believe. I believe that scene was shot for this movie, and that was supposed to come out before Falcon and Winter Soldier. Was also informed of that. And uh, yeah. uh, so uh, what is her character? How does she relate to all this? Because I didn't know. So she is, I mean, I don't remember. I'm sure her name is Valentina, but she... Um, she has a lot of people think that there's a there's a there's a team in Marvel Comics that was created in the late 90s called the Thunderbolts. And it was essentially uh, it was led by Baron Zemo, who's obviously was in uh, Civil War. And I can't and remember that Falcon actor who played him. Daniel he was Rose. in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's basically it's a team of villains that may or may not be turning into superheroes, kind of like Suicide Squad, but it's it's different. I, that's the easiest way I know to explain it. So a lot of people think that's what they're setting up, and she is kind of somebody um, in the background that kind of works that kind of... She's the Nick Fury of that group. Yeah, or the Vi- Viola Davis from Suicide Squad. Like, Yeah, although yeah. The, the task that she gives Florence Pugh at the end of this mm-hmm. is... I know who I know who killed Black Widow, and it's like Hawkeye, and mm-hmm. like yeah, I mean I think a lot of people would like to see Hawkeye die, including yeah. Jeremy Renner himself. But, yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, it doesn't seem like it's uh, you know that that seems malicious to me. That doesn't seem like a superhero type of thing, unless they have a different perspective on this for some reason that makes yeah, it and, seem like he's a he's a villain of some. And sort. I don't know what that mm. means because like there's the Hawkeye show. um that's gonna be on uh disney plus um Mm -hmm. and so into the mash uh universe yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know if uh i don't know if they're gonna if florence Pugh is gonna be on that show i i you know I i don't know where they're going with this but um but yeah no but that's definitely what a lot of people think that all this is setting up is that there's gonna they're gonna introduce the thunderbolts uh, mm. into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And she is shown recruiting another character within Falcon Correct. and Soldier. Correct. Uh, a, a character that has been on the outs. Uh, so it it definitely does seem like she's pulling a Nick Fury like, type of thing where she's putting yes. together a team. And, okay. and the, that team has at least two very skilled 
uh, uh, characters. And I don't know how they're going to use them in the movies, but I will say the first run of the comic book series, which I don't know how many issues it was, it ran for a few years, uh, was really, it was a really cool storyline that had a really fun like twist at the end. And mm. so I'm, I'm really curious to see what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> Making fun of me for reading. That's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. That's, right. that's right. That's what we always. That's what we do here at Cinema Sins. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, anything else that we need to discuss well, about this I, movie? The Taskmaster thing was interesting to me because that's obviously not the character in the comic books. Which, not surprisingly, especially after Iron Man three, seeing how people reacted to what they did with Mandarin, you know, people are mm-hmm. getting really upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mostly dudes because you know Taskmaster's a man in the comics. Um. So, uh, but I thought it was great. I thought it, I thought it served this story well. Um, I, I guessed it pretty early on, mm-hmm. um, that it was going to be the, it was Olga Karinko, right? Or is that how you say yes. her name? Yeah. O- o- Olga Karolinko is how yes. I pronounce it, but you're Sounds talking good. about a Russian name. So it's yeah. probably like some other kind of like emphasis. Yeah. On yeah. She's Russian and she doesn't get to talk. So like yeah. she probably would have had a really nice Russian accent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She would have. <laughs> um, but uh, I so I liked that twist. I thought that was fun. I thought that worked really well in the story. And I thought that was an interesting thing to introduce the whole idea that, you know, we find out early on that Black Widow killed this guy's daughter mm-hmm. uh, or he thought she did. Yeah. Um, uh, to get to him and just, you know, so and that's it. That's a that's a hard thing to introduce. Right. That, you know, this person we're supposed to be rooting for is a child killer. Mm-hmm. Um and the movie kind of makes it work. This I mean, they ki- they kind of play the they kind of play the ed- they kind of play on the outside with it. You know, don't really completely address it. Uh, yeah, but I thought this all is, that was kind of interesting. This is always some silly shit to me in movies. I mean, obviously, I I, I mean I didn't know anything about this character or anything, but mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, when you hear that that Black Widow blew up this building, <laughs> the daughter didn't die. There's no way the daughter died. Like yeah. the way they talk, she's so she's yeah. so guilt ridden about it and all that. And it's like she's just going to show up later. Just don't yeah. worry, even don't even worry about it. Um, uh, but uh, I always, I, I one day I'm going to make a movie about how certain things happen behind the scenes. You know, of of these impo- like how does a building blow up and there's this girl in it. She survives. Good. She survives the bomb. Mm-hmm. Someone somehow finds her in a hospital, and then just like Ray Winstone, for instance, like how does he, you know, and and, and goes, I'm going to turn her into a supervillain. Well, that's his daughter, right? <laughs> Is it? Yeah, that's because she was trying to get to him, oh. and his daughter went. I in. guess I totally uh, uh, blanked on the fact that he's the same guy that got blown up. So they both got blown up, and they that both movie. got blown up, yes. but both. Well, she had some scratches, I guess, but uh, he didn't have any scratches. I mean, give me a fucking break. I no, I I think they I think the thing is is that they sat there. They said Drake off a million times in that movie. They did, and then when it got to him, I didn't think that was Drake. I just thought that was just a a part of the back story oh. of you know whatever. Gotcha. So anyway, that's just one of those uh, you know. Uh, it's also funny the way you said that about i'm going to create a super villain i thought it was interesting that um uh we see um um all of a sudden natasha we see natasha watching a movie early on and it's a bond film oh yeah 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 (laughs) which i mean i mean that i i think that was on purpose because oh yeah yeah 
because she basically ends up in a in a layer at the end and everything it, and there's a yeah. lot of bond stuff in this that yeah. prison break is is, is and, so bond mm-hmm. yeah which i think and i think being a huge bond fan i mean that might be my favorite franchise of all time like uh you know that that aspect of it i did find fun uh watching this movie um mm-hmm. i'm never going to be upset that you're trying to pay homage to bond so yeah yeah totally yeah. Um, all right. That's going to do it for this mini pod. Mini pod. Um, uh, what did you guys think about Black Widow? <laughs> you people. You people out you. there. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> um, uh, the, the, we go, go to Syncast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. We're also on CinemaSins Twitter. Music Video Sins Twitter, Discord, and SoundCloud. And where can people find you, Jonathan? Well, I, I, uh, I write for this YouTube channel called CinemaSins. Fuck and, you. Uh, <laughs> no uh <laughs> fuck off <laughs> you can uh you can find me on twitter i'm uh at sam loomis 13 and uh i'm also on letterbox i think i'm just jonathan watkins on there but um i also do a podcast uh every week about these the youtube channels we're all involved with the sins channels it is called behind the sins and it is uh i do that with aaron dicer and the lovely danae hughes so all right uh that's going to do it for this mini pod it's chris atkinson barrett sharon jonathan Watkins. we'll see you next time thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our soundcloud page check us out on youtube twitter facebook and reddit and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.